Set me free, I'm newborn again. It's been a long time I'm talking about my trials here below. Free grace, free grace, free grace in her. Free grace, free grace, I'm newborn again. I'm so glad, I'm so glad I'm newborn again. It's been a long time I'm talking about my trials here below. But when we been Ten thousand years, bright shining as the sun. We know less days to sing God's praise than when we first began. Soloist Alan Klein, accompanied by Vance musical director, the Queen of Polish Soul, Debbie Brining. <laughs> Does a new piano rock like that too? Okay, good. Phew. That was fun. If you're not awake now, can't help you. Stay awake through the rest of this. Here we go. From Ephesians starting at the fourth chapter and the 25th verse. We hear this. 
So then, putting away falsehood, let all of us speak the truth to our neighbors, for we are members of one another. Be angry, but do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger, and do not make room for the devil. Thieves must give up stealing. Rather, let them labor and work honestly with their own hands so as to have something to share with the needy. Let no evil talk come out of your mouths, but only what is useful in building up as there is need, so that your words may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with which you were marked with a seal for the day of redemption. Put away from you all bitterness, wrath, anger, wrangling, slander, together with all malice. And... Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ has forgiven you. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and live in love. As Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So, to review from last week, we talked about how the first three chapters of the book of Ephesians have the author laying out for us why it is the church should be unified. What's the theology behind that? Well, the theology behind that is Jesus is our peace and has broken down the dividing walls of hostility between us. So any beef we have with another Christian, in this case, whether or not they were Jewish or Gentile, needs to be erased because Christ has gotten rid of all of that for us. Now in chapter 4, we pick up a, a little different vein because we've received the theological instruction for why we need to be unified. And now the author is giving us the practicality of what that might look like. The unified church looks like the body of Christ. It looks like people living and working and loving together. And then in the part that we skip in this, which is one of the most important things, the author says the reason that we want to be and act like the body of Christ is because of what Christ has done for us, we are transformed from our old way of life into a new way of life where we live as Christ intends. And then he goes on to say, and so there are some specific things we need to do to live in that intention. But first he says there are some specific things we need not do. Put away falsehood. You're allowed to be angry, but don't sin in your anger. 
Give up stealing. Well, wait. If you're a thief, give up stealing. You don't have to give up stealing because you never stole in the first place. But note why the thieves have to give up stealing. Not because work is honest, although it says do honest work. They have to give up stealing because if that's what they're doing, there's nothing left to give to the poor. Isn't that interesting? Let no evil talk come out of your mouth. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. And we could talk for days about what that means. And then put away from you all of this. And it's amazing. All of this stuff put away for you. This is the old life. The life not marked by Christ. Put away bitterness, wrath, anger, wrangling, slander, and malice. A couple of you looking at me right now like, what's left? Right? Have no fear, though, because he doesn't stop there. He doesn't just tell us, get rid of these things. He also tells us what we need to do to be imitators of God, to be more Christ-like. Speak the truth. And elsewhere, that's interpreted to mean don't just say things so harshly that you're telling the truth, one. And two, don't just sugarcoat the truth so you're not really ever saying it. You're just saying niceties. But really speak the truth so people can hear it. Speak only what is useful for building others up. So your words may give grace to those who hear. And be kind to one another. Tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God has forgiven you in Christ. This is the new way to live. See, we talk about this new life. When, when we do, oftentimes, when we do the forgiveness of sins part of the service, we'll say something like, Behold, the old life is gone. The new life has come. Because as mainline Christians, one of the places we've come to understand that we still have a freedom in Christ, that we still have Christ reaching out to us and saying, live a life different than the one you lived before, is when we are forgiven of our sins. And that comes right out of this text as well. But this this stuff about... New life in Christ is really important. Don't miss it. My friend in the back there, Mr. Cantors, is very famous for saying to me, what's different from our church and all those churches that have gazillions of people in them down the road? Contemporary churches understand this new life in Christ in a different way than mainlines do. You go to 
one of those churches, especially on a baptism Sunday, because much of what they do revolves around baptism. And remember, Christian liturgy around baptism says you die to your old self, you rise to new life in Christ. And at least at the church that I attend, they do things like have people write their testimonies. And their testimonies are amazing transformations of life. I was an addict, a heroin addict living in the gutter. And now I have a new life in Christ. I was sex trafficked. Now I have a new life in Christ. My marriage was falling apart and I wanted to kill my husband. Now I have a new life in Christ. My business had hit rock bottom. I had no money, didn't know where shoes for my children were going to come from. But now I have a new life in Christ. To see the transformations that churches like that see in people are so much greater and bigger than what we see here. But here's what I know that they don't. Just because those transformations look bigger doesn't mean we're not living transformations right here in these pews and in this congregation and through our lives in Christ. See, God has done amazing things for us. Offered us amazing grace. And if we truly embrace that, it will not just be a transaction that we have where if we do nice things and don't do some bad things, then our life might be a little better. No, it will transform our lives completely, totally amazingly and that which was will be gone and that which will be will come about see some people read that don't be angry well, I could never give up my I'm, you just make me mad Yes, you can give up how you've acted before. You can be totally transformed in Christ into a new and different being. This lovely text says, remember, therefore is the word we look for. Anytime we're reading the Bible, we find the word therefore. It's like saying, hey, pay attention. I'm about to tell you the most important thing you need to know. And in verse 5-1, we hear this. Therefore, be imitators of God 
as beloved children live in love. And some of you say, well, I don't think I could do that any more than I can give up all these other things that I'm supposed to give up. Well, what, what? As Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. If Christ could give his whole life for us, his whole being for us, his whole everything for us, surely we can work to transform our own lives for the sake of the body of Christ and for Christ's sake himself it is it says a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God fragrant offering reminiscent of the Cain and Abel story where one gives a fragrant offering to the Lord which the Lord receives because the Lord is pleased Pleased with Abel and Abel's obedience to God and Abel's response to God and Abel's imitating God. Our move to be new Christians, to be new creatures in obedience to God out of imitation of Christ is pleasing to God. Why wouldn't we want to do that? If you have the opportunity to please your very maker, your heavenly creator, your heavenly father, why wouldn't you do that? Be imitators of God. Live as Christ has shown us. New creatures in the body of Christ. Thanks be to God. Amen.